Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Josiah, looking forward to another episode of looking into God's Word together. Uh, one verse at a time, but not leaving one verse at a time. Um, we look to put verses back in their overall context so we can see the power of it. Man, if you're brand new to reading Scripture, this is a good place for you. Can I encourage you right now? Even if this is your first episode, um, don't give in to fear or doubt that you won't be able to understand God's word. Okay. I, I'm going to prove it to you today by just getting into this one verse. Um, we're going to be in first Thessalonians five. So you may need to look at your, um, table of contents to figure out where that is. Or if you know where it is already, you can go to it. Um, you can use the modern, uh, cheat code, which is to Google first Thessalonians five. Good luck spelling Thessalonians. Um, but we're going to be in 1 Thessalonians 5, and we're going to be in verse 15. Even if you have no idea what that means or what I'm even talking about, I think you're going to hear something today that will help you, okay? So the journey, we've heard this before, a journey of a 1,000 miles starts with a single step. Um, let this be your first step today. If you're new to Scripture and all that, do not let the enemy talk you out of being engaged with it. He hates Scripture because it tells the truth about him and his future, and it tells you the truth about you and the future that's available to you in God through Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of your sins. So stay tuned. Um, I think you are going to hear something that will help you. For those of you um, for those of you who've been along for a long time, you don't tune out either. This is my temptation. Um, I can tune out sometimes thinking, yep, I've read First Thessalonians many times. I'm familiar with chapter 5 and I think we're. I think I know where we're going with this, and I would just encourage me and you. Don't let's not discount God and what He could say to us today through this scripture. Okay, so let's just look at it with new eyes, and uh, see what context and looking for Christ in these scriptures can tell us. So in First Thessalonians chapter five verse fifteen, we have this instruction from Paul: See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. All right. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 15 from ESV reads, See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Um, a couple of observations just about our verse off the bat here is, I'm always amazed at how down-to-earth and everyday and non-mystical a lot of um, instruction in Scripture can be. I mean, and... Along with that, how powerful it is because of how basic it is, how simple. If our world were to abide by this one verse, you would see life as we know it completely radically changed. I think you guys know that. That if no one in our world ever again repaid someone evil for evil, then evil would die for lack of fuel. And that if everyone looked for ways to do good to one another and to everyone, then that would be the end of most of the deadly, horrible, broken, crooked things that happen in our world. Isn't that amazing? And that's just in one verse. Um, I think that the context will help fill this out more for us because Paul um, is talking to a community of believers. That's important to keep in mind, okay? He's talking to a community of believers, and he's instructing them first and foremost to this is the way they ought to treat one another, okay? These are instructions for how people, church people, should should treat each other. We should see that no one repays anyone evil for evil, which means it'll be a community responsibility. And then that's just kind of the beginning of it. 
you know, like that's the preventing the negative. Our scriptures do this a lot, like stop sinning, like don't do any more evil to people, even if they do evil to you, don't do it back. So that's the negative command, stop doing evil in return. But it never stops there. Um, We take the next gospel spirit-led step that we don't just stop doing evil, but in return we seek always to do good to one another and to everyone. So it's an active thing. Um, There's the negative stop doing evil, especially in response to, you know, when people do evil to us. So no more vengeance, no more payback. And then instead fill in that hole that will be left after we stop doing that by seeking to do good to one another and to everyone. All right, let's um, find out why Paul is saying this in the first place. These titles are chosen by the um, interpreters of Scripture, the ones who brought, who put, interpreted it into English. So they're not, you know, this is a title that was chosen by men and not necessarily by God, okay. But these guys have done a lot of hard work, and sometimes the titles they give to a section can be helpful. So in the ESV, it says Final Instructions and benediction, okay? Final instructions and benediction. It's important to remember because a verse of instructions like 1 Thessalonians 5 and 15 is at the end of a lot of other things that Paul may have been speaking to us about, like who Jesus is, how his death on the cross sets us free from sin and the power of sin. And uh, it's important to remember that foundation because if we don't and we just drop in on 1 Thessalonians 5 and 15, we might have the temptation Uh, to just say, okay, I'm going to do that, (laughs) you know, from now on, I'm repaying no one evil for evil, and I'm going to seek to do good to one another and everyone, and that's good. It's not bad to get motivated and want to do it, but there's a reason why this isn't the only verse in this book, and you're going to find out why if you go out today and just try to do this under your own strength. I mean, you're going to find out real fast um, all the reasons why you have, why you pay people back evil for evil in the first place, and why you don't often seek to do, or why I don't often seek to do good to one another and to everyone not as often as I should. So let's get a little bigger context to see why Paul, at least, you know, within the scope of the short time we have in this program, let's see why Paul brought this up in final instructions and benediction. We'll go to verse 12, and it says, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. That would be their, like, elders and deacons and stuff at their church and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves, and we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Um, Why this bigger context is important is because I think you can see here, and there's so much work we could do here. We could look into every verse. Maybe you will. You know, maybe you'll do a little study on First uh, Thessalonians five twelve through twenty two. Maybe you'll take that up this week and just say, "Yeah, I'm going to look into that every day." But what we're seeing here is not just a single command to stop doing evil and start doing good. That's important, but it finds itself in overall instructions for an overall community of people with elders and leaders in it. 
who are being respected and who are doing their job by the power of the Holy Spirit to guide and to help a community along. And it's a community where the people who are idle or weak um, or faint-hearted, afraid, are being encouraged and admonished and put back on the road and put back at work. And we're all being encouraged to be patient with everyone. Okay? So there, this is an overall instruction for the community. And it's not just any community. This is not just a club for good people. This is the church of Jesus Christ. And that's why when we get down to like verse 17, we're told to pray without ceasing because if we don't, if we don't present ourselves and our community to God unceasingly, then we aren't going to be able to fulfill these instructions because we won't have the power. We can't do it without him. And if we can't do it without him, then we can't do it without praying. In 18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit that's capital S, the Holy Spirit who will be among us. Do not despise prophecies. That means the Holy Spirit's going to speak through our people to tell us what we need to hear and to to do what we need to do. But we need to test everything and hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil, which means as a community, as a church community, there's going to be things coming our way that are going to enter into our church or into our community or into our lives that aren't good, and we're going to need God's help to discern that and to get rid of things that aren't good. Okay, So I know that there's a lot here, and I know that we could um, look at it all. But I think the important thing just for our program here is to remember that this isolated verse um, is very powerful on its own. Um, verse 15, we were kind of talking about how it would undo every bad thing that happens in our world. So it's very powerful on its own. So good. That's a good verse of the day. But it's extremely important to remember it's not just a verse. We need to put it back into its overall context so we don't lose hope or make up bad rules, or think that we can just go out and accomplish it under our own strength. Instead, this is a calling us back to take our place in the overall community um, that God has called us to. Um, where can we see Jesus in these verses? Well, he was a living example of this, wasn't he? I think you guys can see that already. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone is a good description of Jesus's life. Um when he, the Bible says, was reviled, when people talked bad about him and and said evil things about him and accused him of things, he didn't return fire. He just um, entrusted himself to God instead. Um, when he was abused, he didn't abuse people back. And when they killed him, he didn't rain death down on this creation for having uh, had the... Um, you know, I don't even know what to call it, but since they harmed him, the son of God, um, he did not harm them. Instead, when they killed him, um, he took that penalty for all of us and offered life in return, offered eternal life in return. And that's the gospel. So if you're out there today listening to the program, you're saying, you know, what is the gospel? The gospel is you, you have given God problems. You've been given up problems and you've been causing issues. And in return, instead of avenging himself on you, he has paid the penalty that you should owe, and he is offering you life and forgiveness in the name of Jesus Christ. So if you've never taken him up on that offer, I would do that. I would say, okay, God, I see what you're saying in this verse, and I need it. That's the gospel for me. All right, guys, um, so good to be with you here at 1 Thessalonians 5. Um, Great letter from Paul. A lot of good stuff in there if you want to go check it out later. And uh, we'll see you next episode.